Hello, you're listening to Artsman on Nation with Christian and Hamish this afternoon. And we're also very, very happy to be joined uh, on the phone by our very special guest, Lisa Ramey, who's part of the cast of Cirque du Soleil's Cousa, one of the uh, singers, one of the musical acts. So thank you so much for joining us today, Lisa. Woohoo! I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so Hamish and I both went to the premiere on um, Friday, January the 20th. We thought it was amazing. Um, yeah, we're happy with how, how the performance has been going so far. I am pretty happy. It's it's really awesome, the energy in Melbourne. I'm from New York, so it's mm. like a little uh, New York, a little Manhattan. So I embraced it like the second we got here. I felt right at home. And you can really feel that in the in the big tap, the big tent that we do the shows in. Everyone's really awesome. They really love the show. I'm a little biased. I think it's the best book show that we have. <laughs> <laughs> it's so exciting, and the audience is really into it. So I'm pretty pretty pleased with um, all the people that are coming and enjoying it and yeah it's pretty good we're off to a very good start awesome what inspired you to first get into um, becoming part of the show (laughs) getting my wisdom people (laughs) (laughs) I was in New York and doing my own thing and I got a phone call from the circus and I didn't even know they had singers in the circus but they called I had a friend who um, it was in another circ show like years ago in Vegas and he mentioned my name. He's like, I know this girl who would be good for this. And they called me. And I um, was a starving artist in <laughs> New York. And I needed to get my wisdom teeth taken out. And it was kind of the best blessing. And then I got into the circus not knowing anything about it. And my life completely changed. So I definitely ran away and joined the circus. But literally, I got it because I needed money to get my wisdom teeth taken out. But it ended up being a pretty awesome dream come true. So what were you doing before you um, got into Cosa? I was um, in New York becoming an artist, like a music artist. I was in a studio writing a bunch of songs, you know, bartending. (laughs) (laughs) Starving artist, Starving artist, working a lot of uh, uh, weddings. Wedding scene is a really, really good place to be in New York because you get to make that money every weekend and it gives you time during the week to uh, for me to write and do those kinds of things in the studio. And I just kind of put that on hold. People in New York are kind of wondering what's wrong with me, but I'll be back. <laughs> you have a pretty big background in kind of music and acting and all that. And I was just wondering, is that like the profession that you always wanted to do or is that just kind of it fell into that way? It's funny that you asked that. I was always told, um, I started dancing when I was six. They put me in a tutu and put me on stage, six years old. And so, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to be the best dancer. And then you get a little older and you're like, oh, I, I think I can sing. Take voice lessons and then kind of went a bunch of places with the singing. And then you put the two together, which came musical theater and like all these different um, aspects of the entertainment business. So I kind of, um, people tell you that you have to pick just one lane, but I wanted to speed through all these lanes. So I just practice really hard with dancing and with acting and with um, singing. And so there are people in New York who are shocked that I'm a singer in Cuba because I'm such like a dancer to some people. And other people are like, oh, no, she can't dance, but she's like the singer. So it's, it's actually kind of biting me in the butt because people don't know where to place you because you can kind of do everything. But I'm going to ride that out. I'm going to ride that. Yeah, I totally just said I could do everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's kind of good because you, you have so many options that you could take. Like, Yeah, I mean, you're going to want to keep it open. The door's open for everything. So you always wanted to be in the performance industry then? I basically just want to be on stage. So whatever gets enough. me there. Yeah. Yes, as long as they're clapping and not booing. <laughs> <laughs>
growing tomatoes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's interesting that you say, I, I guess, so, like when people think of the circus, they don't necessarily like think of like singers being a, a part of it. Right. Think of, yeah. So um, I suppose, like, what, what was it like? Um, because when you were performing, I, I suppose, like most of the time, the audience's attention is drawn more towards like the acrobats, at least their eyes. So like, what was it like um, singing when, uh, with before an audience who are like probably like they're listening to you, but they they might not necessarily be watching you so much as like the two guys who are riding a bicycle on top of like a yeah. tightrope way up there. And I'm totally okay with that. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. I think that singing in wedding bands kind of got me mm. ready mm. Uh, to be so a part of the show and so important to the show. But it's like you don't really want people to focus on you because the mm. only time anyone was really going to look at me, I guess, is if I fall off. <laughs> <laughs> The Bataclan is what we call that uh, raised platform that we're on. So my first time I sang Chinese Chairs, um, you guys saw the show premiere. We come around on the, I'm the only one who, the band member that leaves and comes down the steps mm. and rides around to the front of the stage. And you have this guy just like stacking chairs on top of each other and mm. then balancing on his one arm. Mm. So I'm singing and it's my first time in, in Sydney when I'm doing this show. And it was terrifying because you don't want to do anything to distract him. You don't want anyone to look at you. You're looking at him hoping he doesn't fall and it's like scary and overwhelming but mm. it's beautiful how it all comes together so everyone is definitely focused on him but if mm. I mess up who knows what could happen like I don't want him to fall because I forgot what I'm doing or something so speaking of the balance and active chairs do you have a favorite act in the show I have Tim yeah I think you got to see Cerso, um the rock and roll number where she's flying around on the hoop in the air I think oh, yeah. we have that answer premiere that mm. one is my favorite because it's just like super rock forward awesome guitar song and she's like the only character in the show who doesn't do what the trickster says like she's just this awesome kind of chick and I really like that so it's fun to sing for her and she's um, Mariev, she is incredibly musical and so she her movements come exactly at the same time that I hit a note or exactly at the same time that I do like a crescendo and it gets louder and she's just like moving with me and so I have a lot of fun doing that number with her because she's just so into the music so I love that one Right, yeah that must be really cool so um, yeah could, could you tell us about like um, which of the cast and crew you sort of worked um, most closely with like do you have do you work closely like with the other um, ac- uh, like performers as well to make sure like it's in time or um, is it the, the composer Jean-Francois Cotet? I don't know if you worked much with him um, on Cusa. Oh, it's crazy. We yeah. um, we definitely, I guess, who we mo- work most with, the Highwire guys. I don't know. Everything is just so with the music. Like we are following the band. All of the band is following the act because yeah. so, it's their lives, you know, at risk. And if something <laughs> goes any kind of different, something feels weird. And they do, like, literally, if instead of a right arm going out to signal something, if their left arm goes out, it speaks volumes to what we're supposed to do next. We're always with every single act, because um, they're telling us, they're guiding us through the whole show, and things can change. They could never have um, just tracks in a Cirque du show, because everything just changes. People are getting injured, people are up there and getting cramps, and then they have to <laughs> figure out how to get down. It's our musical director, Carl Murr. I call him the god of the circus. <laughs> Because he knows every body language, anything that happens on that stage. He knows what goes down. He tells it to the band, and we get through it. Like, and it's seamless. Like, the audience never knows that we have, like, two more minutes left of this number, and we have to change it because something happened. And it's all just, like, visual. It's crazy. So we're, like, I guess, telling the future. We're one step ahead. <laughs> uh, these artists 
literally looking at their bodies. It's kind of crazy. So it's, I guess every act. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that, like, they were sort of so, like, it was so precise, um, the sort of, uh, yeah, like, the timing with the music and the, and with the performance. Totally. Yeah. But how about, like, um, for, for, the, for the audience, so, like, so, so audience not necessarily, um, you know, thinking about, like, not necessarily seeing it the same way you do and, and knowing, like, when something has gone wrong or when, um, you know, they, they probably believe, like, sometimes they sort of throw in a little wobble there and, like, it's intentional, right. but it's all good fun. Um, yeah, for, for the audience, what do you think, like, the musical aspects sort of uh, brings to each of the acts or at least like the acts that you that you sing for oh I'm glad you asked that <laughs> I think that um, why I have a job I think it's nice, <laughs> like I'll use Mariette as another um, example not I think I know as a musician when I'm on stage I come to life way more when I have live musicians around me that support me and you're just like vibing together and that energy really creates a really good show and that's the same for the circus if they're just doing things through track, I mean, a nine-to-five job can be the same as a circus gig. You go in and do the same thing every single day, and we have ten shows a week, mm. and you open a show in another city, another country, and it's kind of all the same. Mm. Um, but when you have real people giving all of their energy to support you, it gives they give their best performance, and I think they need us as much as we need them. We need them to stay alert because the show is different. I've never been a part of something where it just changes all the time, which is great because it keeps all your musicians on our toes, and we love to perform like that. And for the artists, I would assume that they love that as well because you can see it. Like, everybody wants to work with um, live people so you can feel that energy and give your best. I was wondering, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to kind of get into the performance industry and stuff? Like, because you've been in it quite a long time and you've experienced so much in your own experience. Get ready to work. (laughs) (laughs) um, If you want to be in it for a long time, it takes a lot of work and a lot of patience and you have to be okay with the ups and downs that come. I'm in Cirque du Soleil and there still will be ups and downs because that's just the entertainment business. doesn't mean you're bad. It just means that there's a lot of other people out there trying to do it. And what sets me apart is I'm willing to do the work and I love to do the work and you're way more successful by all the work. These kids out here, they have one song, they get to be huge and then they're just thrown away by these you know, labels and things because they don't really know all the work that goes into it and nobody else has to do the job. You should do the job. So get ready to work. That's why they're starving artists, because there's no time for food. <laughs> it's just working all the time. But it's amazing, because once you, once you get that work, work ethic, you can get a phone call on a Monday, move to Montreal the week after that, and then another week later, you're opening a show in Sydney for the first time. But because I, I've, been, I've messed up in front of people in weddings, I've sang all kinds of places, it was just like the easiest thing in the world for me to do because of my work ethic. So get ready to work. Because it, because it's so hectic and you go to so many places, would you would you say you have a highlight of your career? Ooh, a highlight. This is definitely a highlight and a high point. <laughs> yeah. This is pretty. This is a pretty big contract. Um, I'm happy. I mean, this is definitely a pat myself on the back moment in life, but it takes a long time to get to something like this. And how it happened was just so random. Um, and like we were talking about before, who knew that they were like singers and 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 that they were so important? And there's only two, and I'm one of the two. So it's this is, this is a pretty high point. And it brought me to Australia. I would never would have come here. I'm so afraid of all the things that can kill you, all the spiders and jellyfish. So I'm really happy about that. I really, really like it here. Awesome, yeah. Um, 
Oh, also, also talking about highlights. Um, so I, I believe it was uh, September last year that you performed um, the national anthem in Madison Square Gardens. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I know. I, I kind of half expected you to like mention something like that as well, or at least like to throw it in there. So, um, yeah. What do you think like doing something like that means for um, like a singer in their career? And uh, and and do you think it changes you in any way after you've um, had that oh, experience? Oh, totally does. Yeah. I didn't think that that would be such a big deal because I um, grew up, you know, singing in all these choirs and things and I was always singing the national anthem for something. But I mean, come on, it's like Madison Square Garden sold out Knicks game. It was a very big deal. You get out there and every, I, st- I started singing and I could not believe how quiet everybody got. It was insane. But from that, my friend was, he just recorded the show and like my manager was there, she recorded the show and I put that online and I got so many gigs from that. Mm. Like, that changed. That was a game changer for me. It just put me on some kind of a map or something, and people were just showing that video everywhere, and I got mm. so much work from it. So that really helped me. So if anyone gets a chance to do something like that, make sure you record it and put that out there. Put that on YouTube, because that really helped me. When I was researching everything you've done, I noticed that you were on vinyl, the HBO show. I was. <laughs> and I was just wondering, what, what, what's your experience with kind of um, transitioning to kind of that network television vibe? And It's definitely exciting. It made me think I should just quit everything and become an actor. <laughs> <laughs> because they get to, like, listen to this. They show up, like Ray Romano, they show up and they um, have their script in their hand for that scene. Like, that's just, like, in theater, you have the script for the whole show, you get through it, and then the whole point is to get off book as soon as possible. In the world of television, they, like, run it a few times until they, like, have it memorized. And, you know, it's been three hours, and then they're, okay, let me go put on makeup, and they can go over their lines, and they come back when they're ready. And then they run it, like, a thousand times from different camera angles. So, like, it was a walk in the park. Walk through these people work. I'm like, this is where it's at. This is where I need to be. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's that hard of work. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But it didn't <laughs> seem like it when I was there singing, and I just got to watch them, like, do everything. So that was really cool. Is it tiresome, though, like, the kind of, like, waiting around to do shots and stuff? Because I, I've, like, um, done extra work on television and stuff, and it just, it just takes so long sometimes. And is it, it kind of forever, like doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Is, does it, is it, do you find it boring or kind of, like... I think it would have been boring. Yeah, I think if I... Um, I mean, I'm a singer. Clearly, I think it needs to be about me. So when it's not about me, I'm going to be a little bored. But with this, um, I, I was just so overwhelmed with all the, you know, the celebrities that were in the room doing their thing. So it was like a learning experience. So I really enjoyed that. Now, I don't know about doing it every day if I was like that, if I didn't have a part. But just sitting back and watching, it was a 16-hour day, and the money was brilliant. So you're just breaking in the big bucks, just watching these people do their thing. So that was really cool. And I got to do, so instead of being an extra, it was like one step above that. So that also changed the experience. Um, as an extra, it kind of sucks because you're just like there for 23 hours, just leaning and waiting and waiting. You don't get paid that much. But this was a much cooler thing. And I got to deal with like trying to really be an actor. The director came down and stopped the whole scene. She stopped the shoot and then she came beeline straight to me and I was like this isn't happening why is she coming close to me (laughs) and she's like can you react when you know there's like a scene happening can you basically be a part of it and I was like oh my god and I'm like yeah I'll do it and then they ran it again they said action and I gave a reaction (laughs) and they got it and made the episode which I thought was awesome (laughs) 
So now I'm a big star actor in my family. <laughs> it scared me to death. I didn't really need all that. Like, why is everybody looking at me? But I made it through it. I got through it. But it was cool. But if I did it all the time, it would probably, I'm sure, annoy me. I'd rather be in the circus. <laughs> Much rather be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Way more exciting. Well, um, oh, just to finish up, wh- wh- why do you think um, people should see Kuza? Like, if you, if you were recommending it to someone, what, what would you say um, as, like, the draw cards? Gosh, well, first of all, when I first got to the show, everyone, like, the spot ops, the guys who have, like, the big spotlight are working those, like, way up in the sky. They mm. were cracking up watching me watch the show for the first time. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's terrifying and in all the good ways. You're on the edge of your feet. You're just, like, staring at these incredible acts. Start off with this huge bang, the Jari Vari, and it's people just jumping on top of each other and balancing, and that's insane. There's like, mm. three dudes on one dude, like, and they're like jumping around having a good time, and I'm just having coffee with them. And then they're just <laughs> out on stage. It's unbelievable. And the acts that they do that are so dangerous, but they do them and love them. And that's where they want to be every single day. And, and they prove it to me. And I watch them, and they're consistent. Consistency in the show doesn't make sense because this guy is literally balancing on his head in front of over 2,000 people. Mm. I'm singing, and, it, and it's, I'm just, like, in disbelief that's happening, and it's right in front of me. It's crazy. You have to see something like this. It's insane, and you got to see it for the tent. Like, being in that tent is unbelievable. The big top that we use and mm. pack up, tear down, and pack up, and take to other cities. It comes with us everywhere. It's, it's insane how it all comes together. And before you know it, it's over, and you have to see another such show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I recommend it. It's just breathtaking. It's, it's one of the... Um, most difficult shows of all the Cirque du Soleil shows. It's a lot that these guys go through. I mean, they're riding bikes on a tightrope. That's yeah. insane. And yeah. they don't have handlebars. What is happening? <laughs> it's crazy. Thanks so much for joining us, Lisa. Were, were there any last things you uh, you wanted to add about um, about Kuza or about your career in general? Yeah, we have. It's really cool being in the circus because we do, like, open mic nights, and we like to get out into the city. Mm. So you can even, like, see us in the show, and then maybe if you're lucky, you can come to open mic nights and then really get to know the cast and things like that. Really nice people always support the arts, especially big circus things like this. Like, it's crazy what people do, and you just shouldn't miss it. There's a lot to do in Melbourne. So I can imagine people can miss something like this, but our marketing team is working their butts off getting the marketing out there so people can see it. It's it's one, you like, I've done a lot of musicals, and mm-hmm. I'm probably not the best to be like, come see this musical. But this circus show is definitely something you want to come and see. I think mm-hmm. everyone should see it. If, if I could put the world in my car and bring <laughs> them all to see the show. <laughs> you would. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I definitely agree. Uh, well, yeah, th- thanks so much for joining us, Lisa. Um, best of luck with uh, with the rest of the run and um, with uh, yeah all the other amazing things that could come your your way as a as a singer, dancer, actor. Um, just all as a the personal things, stage, right? Yeah. <laughs> when I'm Beyonce, I'm gonna call you guys again, and we'll be able to talk about all that happens from now until I become Beyonce. <laughs> Awesome. Um, well, yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much, Thank Lisa. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. You Thank too. You. See ya.